Welcome to Beautiful Work, Beautiful Life, the podcast. I'm Laurel Holland, and you'll be joining me with my co-hosts and guests as we dive into how doing your inner work, or the beautiful work, is the amazingly effective pathway to creating the life of your dreams. We hope you discover your passions, your purpose, and your fulfillment. Because when you change, the world changes. And when you do your inner work, or the beautiful work, you make the world a more beautiful place for all of us. work, beautiful life. Hi, Laurel. How are you? I'm well. How are you today? I'm doing well. I'm so excited to talk about our topic, which is the art of listening. I think listening is one of the most needed skills in the world today. How about you? (laughs) Most needed and least um, taught, maybe. Yes. (laughs) Yes, I know. Because most people don't learn it. They don't, they don't learn how to really do it, right? It takes somebody who can do listening really well to show how to do listening really well and to, you know, help groom those skills into those around them, right? So it's yeah. not, it's not, isn't necessarily easy to find a place to learn them well, unless you're with somebody who's a good listener. So one of the things I appreciate about our relationship, Laurel, so thank you for being a good listener. Oh, you're welcome. It is a lifetime um, lesson for me. I'm still learning. Well, but you as well. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I know for me, um, I feel like I really became a good listener when I started um, doing my work with our grassroots women's center and I learned peer leadership training and I really learned some deep skills of listening. So I'm going to share some of that today as we're on the podcast. But I think that, you know, one of the reasons that I care about this so much is because I don't, I didn't feel like I was really heard well when I was young. And so I, I think for a long time in my life, I was on the search in a, in a search of really good relationships with people that could be good listeners. And, um, and I'll just be quiet. If people won't listen to me, I'll just be quiet. And so suddenly, you know, if I'm not with somebody who's a good listener, I just kind of go, go quiet. Cause I don't want to just not be heard. It feels, it feels like, I don't know, like it hurts. It hurts my heart. Of course. And I think that I can relate to that. I think many of our listeners probably can relate to that. You know, when you think about growing up and not having a place to be listened to, to be heard, right. Often a place not, or no place to be seen and heard. And so, and then we go from, you know, kind of childhood to adult, hood into jobs, you know, and relationships, it's hard to find a place and relationships where we're really heard. Yeah, yeah. And for me, I think that's probably was part of my trajectory of not learning how to be my full self, because I wasn't willing to talk really openly if I didn't have a place where I could really feel safe in my conversation. And so I want to say that to listeners too, if you do feel like you struggle with being authentic in relationships or showing up fully the way you want to, part of it has to do with a safety of being heard, right? In your authentic self. And we develop the confidence to become 
more authentic as we're in relationships where it's safe to be that. And so that's part of part of the beautiful work is having the places to do to be safe to be yourself and, and to learn how to do that, right? Yeah. So true. You know, and then the thing I think that is um, critical in finding the safe space to be heard is the safe spaces that you currently have where you may not feel heard. You know, I would question when is the last time you told others of your need to be heard? Yeah, right. You know, and I, I see this happen a lot in relationships, whether it was at work or in my marriage. You know, we accept other people who we care about and are close to. We accept them not listening to us. And we make excuses for that. And we tolerate that. But the times that I have stopped and said, this is important, I really need you to hear me. Yeah, yeah. You know, I need to be listened to. Yeah. Um, it changes things. Yeah, yeah. And to be able to say, I really want you to listen to me. It's important to me and our relationship that you really listen to me. Yeah. If that's yeah, I think what needs to be said, it's important to say it. And and many times we don't ask for what we need. We assume other people, especially people that we're close to, know what we need. Yeah. Right. I've been with my husband for 26 years. By now he knows I need to be heard. Well, yeah. he may yeah. not every day know I need to be heard. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so I think, you know, for women, especially, you know, ask for what you need. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not easy. It isn't no. easy if you're not used to it, you know, so it's just going to take some building up those. Mu- I always feel like the beginning of any change is starting to build up the muscle of whatever that change is, whatever your growth is. And bit by bit, the doing of it creates the muscle, right? It's the actual action of it. You know, you can you could run it through your mind first. I think that starts to build your muscle a little bit. Doing it in your imagination creates, you know, a sense of um, it's like it's like the the trial run, you know, in your mind of doing it. So you can start to experience what it would feel like a little bit. Cause we, if we imagine it, oftentimes it brings up the nerves or the fear or whatever's going on around that. So, but the actual doing of it is where you really start to get the muscles growing and, and, you know, begin to build your confidence to be able to do these things. Yeah. So important. Yeah. So mm-hmm. listening, you know, one of the things I'm going to just look, I'm going to bring up a couple of topics, Laurel, and we can just talk okay. about, talk to kind of explore them a little bit. Like one of the things that I learned um, in, you know, the, the this uh, peer group model that we used, one of the things was, you know, when we're listening, right, we have to learn how to really get quiet and be a good receiver and to, to, to listen without judgment and without in the inner critic. And I found that oftentimes it's easy to sit back and not use your voice and not say anything critical to anybody. But the inner voice is the one that's a little, takes a little more effort to begin to quiet down, right? Because oftentimes we've been conditioned to start listening to people and we make judgments in our mind. We're already answering back and we're busily carrying on a conversation while there's not even, you know, we're supposed to be listening, right? But we're in our minds doing all these things. And so one of the first skills of a good listener is you learn how to just sit and listen and you learn how to quiet the mind while the other person is talking. You just sit and receive, receive what they're saying on multiple levels. 
That is so good. And, you know, we hear this a lot about conversation, that that is what our brain does. When we are hearing, we're in a conversation and we're hearing, our brain starts to develop our response or our reply right away. Um, And so one of the tricks I use, and I use this in my career because I had to listen a lot to people in my corporate career, um, remind myself my role. I'm not in a conversation. I'm, I'm a listener. Right. Yeah. And so when you can step back and take yourself out of a conversation, it changes for me, it changed knowing my job is just to listen right now, not to respond. Yeah. Yeah. It's the mind. Wow. That's huge. So, um, I just had such like a bells and whistles go off. It's that is such a great way to explain what I'm talking about. And it's one of the easiest ways, right, for people to shift out of conversation mode and into listening mode. And we can actually do that at any time. We can decide that we might be in a conversation and we might all of a sudden realize that somebody's sharing something like really important, right? That they need to really talk about well. And we can just decide, okay, I'm not going to converse. I'm not going to ask a bunch of questions. I'm just going to listen for a while and let this person share and talk and do what they need to do. And I might prompt them, wow, that was a lot. You have any more, you know, to encourage them to keep talking and be the good listener when we recognize that people need to really be heard and people really need to be heard today. Can't. They really do. Really do. You know, and I, I learned this in, you know, in my parenting with my daughters, when my daughter's you know, got to be college age, they would call and be telling me something. And my tendency is as the mother to problem solve. I'm a problem solver. I would jump in. And I learned really quickly after they no longer lived in my house when they were in college, when they called, I would ask the question, is my job to listen or to help you fix this? And they, you know, it was, it just came as, a necessary question because I, I needed to know yeah, yeah, so that I could give them what they needed from me at that time. That's so nine, great. nine times out of 10. The answer was mom. I just need you to listen. Yeah. 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 Yep. That goes straight into one of the other, you know, agreements that we made in our group in this group model that I was in was there was no advice giving that one of the tenets of the belief, the underlying beliefs is that everybody has their own best answers within. And our job is to just create the kind of forum or experience, right? Where they can get to their own best wisdom. And when you're a really good listener, that's really what you're doing, right? Is Mm -hmm. giving people a space to talk it out, talk it out. When you learn how to be a good questioner, you know, that's what we do as coaches. That's a lot of our work, right? Is to ask the right questions, to ask the good questions, to get people to start to reveal their own answers and to get to their own inner wisdom, which oftentimes is just blocked by the noise of the world and the way that they're living and a busy schedule and all the things that, you know, we encounter and that we struggle with in the world today. Yeah. Yeah. It's so powerful to think about that, you know, the role of a listener um, you, you mentioned, you know, as a coach, often we ask the right questions. And I was reading recently a comparison be- or diff- the difference between a coach and a mentor. Yeah. 
Mm. Um, and the mentor being providing advice mm. and the coach of providing questions, right? Mm. And it, it made me think about my own relationships, not as a coach, but, but you know, yes, how I coach, um, but, you know, how, how do I show up in my friendships? How do I show up with my children? How do I show up with my husband? Like, am I taking on the mentor role, the advice giver, or am I taking on the listener role? Yeah. Like the yeah. peer, the friend, the support, the safe space. Yeah. Yeah. And it's interesting because in the world, I think that one of our predominant archetypes, right, uh, the, um, that we all love to relate to, right, is being the expert, being the one who has all the answers, right? Everybody loves, we all relate to that. We all, we all aspire to that in many ways. We're groomed to aspire to that. And so what we're talking about today is so counter-cultural. It's just the opposite. It's the opposite of, you know, showing up not to be the expert, but to be the person that helps the other person become the expert of their own life, to be the one that knows and listens within, learns how to listen to themselves by being you, by you being a good listener. So it's very, the things that we're talking about with listening often are countercultural, which is why, you know, we're all struggling with finding good listeners today because that's not the cultural mode of doing things. That's not how we've all been groomed. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I tend to think that the backstage team is the most important team at any event. Yes. <laughs> so. Yes. Right. They make the, they make the event the success. Right? <laughs> yeah. Put the person on stage to deliver the message and, and the event runs smoothly because of all of the people behind the scenes that have allowed that safe space to happen. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So as a listener, you know, as you're growing your listening muscles, if you know you struggle with listening well, you know, because that's just part of your habit, your pattern, and you want to become a better listener. You know, one of the things is to recognize that there's huge value in becoming a listener. So you might feel like you're letting go of being the wise one or the sage or the one with all the answers. But but what you're doing truly is giving a different kind of gift to, to people and becoming a different kind of helper. It, and it truly is a, a, a valuable role to be in. So I think that sometimes helps, you know, us want to be a better listener is to know there's huge value in becoming a good listener and that you truly are helping people. It's just in a different way. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that a lot of um, getting to know someone or knowing what they need comes from listening. And it's not the words. It's the other things that show up when you really listen well yeah the many levels of listening right body language tone of voice the emotional content that's there so much of it can be um responded to even or asked about right oh you sound like you're really upset about all this tell me about how you feel about it all you know is a great is a great way to just start to open up more about the emotional experience rather than just the situation itself yeah yeah and i think one of the things i would encourage our listeners to do is is play with you know, the art of listening for the sake of listening mm -hmm. instead of solving, instead of solving a problem, right? Yeah. And, you know, when I think about our conversations, one, you know, one, we show up in a conversation and, and as I mentioned, we 
are thinking about our response, our, our piece in the conversation. And then we think about how can we solve the other person's need in that moment, right? If we remove both of those things and really deeply listen, there's, there is such a gift in that. It is, it is. And I, and I think that the gift for the listener, right, is you, and, and we know this as coaches, right? It's a very sacred space to be in to receive someone else's really deep truth. Like to, to really be there and receive that and hold the space in a very honorable way. It feels, it, it truly feels like an honor. It, yeah. it does. And, and all of it, not just, mm-hmm. you know, their, their truth, but everything. When I think about, you know, the highs of someone's experience where they're excited about something and they're sharing it with you or the deepest lows, like the whole spectrum of life experience and emotion is shared through words primarily. And, and if we're busy trying to respond to that, we really are missing out on the deep connection that it creates. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And I think that, you know, in the world today, you know, one of the things that I think that we see a lot of that is a sign that we're not good listeners right, is that when when we're really good listeners and we're not interrupting people and we're hearing people at multi-levels, right, as we're listening to their emotional state, we're listening to the words that are coming, the story that's there, we're listening to, you know, the sense of the energy that's surrounding it all in general, right, there's lots of levels of listening, is people don't generally have the opportunity to really be heard emotionally, Right. I think I think we often hear our stories and we're all stuck in our own stories, the stories of this and what's the truth and what's that rather than really like, wow, you seem really upset about what's going on. Right. And so we're never really helping each other relieve ourselves from like a lot of our wounds and our emotional traumas and the emotional experiences that we're going through. And we just keep carrying them and they keep escalating. And I think that that's a lot of what's going on in the world today at large. So we can be sources of relief to that every person that we listen to and allow them some space to feel their emotions and talk about how upset they are or how much they're hurt or how angry they are about the state of affairs in the world or whatever it is right to just give them space to discharge some of that emotion helps us all begin to think more clearly and be a support in moving some of that energy instead of it continuing to escalate yeah yeah and we can learn and grow so much from that you know, it, what came to mind for me when you were talking about that is that how when we read, we live someone else's experience through the words on the page. Yeah. Yeah. We, we immerse ourselves in an experience that maybe we have never had or may never have in our future. But, but when we're listening and hearing other people, we don't immerse ourselves in that experience. Mm-hmm. We're still in our own experience. And so what if we could actually listen with the same curiosity and openness that we read with? Yeah, that's could we, could we in fact, you know, learn and grow from other people's experience? Because, you know, we talk about the world today and how, you know, the divisiveness and we, we tend not to want to hear or listen to people that think or act differently than we do. Right, right. And that's but, really the only way we're going to all come together more, right? But could we, if, what if we approach listening as if we were reading a new book? Yeah. 
I love that. I love that, Laurel. I, I think that's a great, a great way for our listeners, for me even, you know, as I think about just, um, you know, the idea of listening to people that are, that are harder to listen to, like we say, you know, the people that maybe stir up our shadow stuff or the ones that, you know, we, we don't agree with their opinion. How can we just begin to listen with more of a, a, a reader's ear, you know, just listen, just as if it's a story because it is a story. It's their story. Absolutely. Yeah. And we're part of their story. We're, we're, we're a player in their drama. So, and the reason we don't want to listen to their story is because we like our story better. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or we think their story doesn't have value and it does have value because it matters to them. And so to be able to honor somebody else's story, even when we don't like it, you know, to be able to listen to it and hear it and, and truly understand how did you get to where you are? How do you, and the only way we do that is by listening deeply and, and good listeners become good question, you know, a person that can develop good questions because as when you're reading a story, you know, you go, well, what happens next? How did that happen? What, what, how did they get there? I, let me go back and look. I can't remember how that part, right? Yeah, yeah. It's so interesting to think of it in that way. You know, and how much can we learn about ourselves as we are listening to other people's stories? And what kind of questions can we ask ourselves that will help us learn and grow? You know, why don't I like their story? What is it about the emotion in that story that stirs me, right? Like yes. all of those things. Yes, yes. So much to be learned by listening. So much to be learned by listening. Laurel, if you were going to give somebody like a number one tip to learning how to be a good listener, what would you offer up as a tip? Well, one tip that I have used and I continue to use, it's a mindset that we are all one. And so, um, you know, it, and I learned this in a job. I was a communications manager for a very controversial project in New Hampshire. And my job was to return phone calls to the project hotline. Mm -hmm. And 110% of people calling the hotline were angry, um, fearful. And so I learned this coming into listening with the mindset that I am you and you are me, we are one, helped me hear and listen to someone else. So I think that would be it with our listeners. You know, know when you are listening to someone, there's not much difference between you and the person you're listening to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think mine is, this was the one that helped me the most. It was actually the very first counselor I went to, and I didn't work with him long, but he, he sent me off to adult child of alcoholics meetings. So he, he played his part in my life, a really important part. But he would say, you know, when you're listening to somebody that you don't really want to listen to, or you're struggling with, or they seem really angry or, you know, or whatever, right. Is just imagine them with a bandage around their head. Mm. And we're all the walking wounded in our own mm. ways. We've all been wounded and hurt. And, we are, we are often the results of that, especially when we're an unhappy person or a person that's negative or a person that's full of anger themselves, right? It comes from that place. And so I think that that always has helped me to remind me, right? 
somebody that I'm having a hard time listening to has their own story of being wounded or their family history of woundings and that they carried forward or whatever it is. And that's, those are the stories that will help us heal is to finally get to those, those more deep stories, those more, the harder stories to hear ultimately, but the ones that heal us. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. That was really good. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. So, as you, um, as we begin to leave our listeners and think about, you know, growing your listening skills, right? Um, yeah, let's do some journaling prompts or questions or something. What, what comes up for you, Laurel, around that for, for our listeners here today? You know, I think one of the journaling prompts I, I would do is, is um, tied to, you know, maybe thinking about an experience that you've had where someone is difficult to listen to it could be a very you know a person in your life that you might avoid because you just don't want to listen to their story anymore yeah um and the question the journaling prompt might be what do i have in common with them Mm, that's great what do i share about their experience you know yeah yeah that's so good that's such a great um I love that journaling question, especially like with any shadow work or any things that we're struggling with, people that we're struggling with is like, where, where am I like them? How am I like them is always such a great question. It's helped me a lot in my life. Yeah. Yeah. You know, another follow-up question that I've used with that same thing is, um, is what behavior, you know, what, how have they harmed me? Right. What behavior, what is it about their story or their behavior that, makes me uncomfortable or that is harm that I believe is harming me. And then the question of when have I exhibited that behavior? Mm. And so I can use an example of meeting someone who I thought was so egotistic, you know, the know-it-all, right? And when I worked through this exercise of my distaste for this person and knew there have been plenty of times in my life where I behaved exactly like that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And there it is my belief that I am you and you are me and we are all one. Um, And so I think those journal prompts really help us to neutralize, you know, how we are viewing someone else's story, how we are hearing someone else's story. Yeah. Yeah. That's what about you? That's great. Um, you know, I think that what's coming up for me is inviting listeners to begin to explore um, what it feels like to be listened to really well, like just to explore the feeling side of that, right? And then even to challenge yourself to try to once a day, even if it's only for five minutes, right, just a little bit. Go into a go into a conversation and and tell yourself you're going to be a listener rather than being in the conversation. Just like you suggest, like mm-hmm. I love that tip. I think that's such a great tip and a great reminder of how to go about becoming a good listener. Is you're not in conversation right now. You're just listening to the person, right? And see what happens. See how that's it goes. A, that is a fun exercise, and and what. What I know comes from that exercise is your role as a listener changes 
which is what a conversation is. And so one of the things I learned from adopting this, my role is to be a listener. I became more skilled at understanding the cues that were given to me for when my role was changing, mm -hmm. right? So now maybe I'm the maybe I'm the speaker now because I got the right cues from the person who felt fully heard. And then the the last thing I'll say about that is we are so you know um, fluid and dynamic. We can change from listener to speaker pretty quickly. Yes. And we we don't have to be both at the same at the same time. Yeah, yeah, that's great. And and I think that you you can you'll prove that to yourself by actually doing it, right? Like seeing how easy it is over time once you realize what it feels like to be a listener versus being in conversation, how you can easily shift back and forth. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. good. That's good. I want to thank all our listeners out there that know that they are good listeners and, and are listening to people already. We want to thank you and we want to honor you today. And we dedicate our, our topic today to you and thank you for, for helping the world become a more beautiful place. And for those of you that really want to grow your listening skills, we are here to support you on that journey. We really know like this, this truly is one of the things the world needs today and how much more beautiful a place it would be for all of us if we had good listeners in the world. So we are here to help you on your journey. Mm. We would love to support you on your journey of being absolutely, here. absolutely, yeah. So thanks for being here, listeners, with us today, and we look forward to seeing you next time on Beautiful Work, Beautiful Life. Thanks, Laurel. Bye. Bye for now. Thank you for joining us here at Beautiful Work, Beautiful Life, the podcast. We welcome questions from you, our listeners. Feel free to send one along. If you enjoyed the podcast. The best compliment we receive is when you share the podcast with a friend. Thanks for being with us to elevate the conversation and open up new pathways for all of us.